Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, hello. Welcome to IGN UK podcast number 308. My name is Gav Murphy. To my left, Ireland's eighth best export, probably. Oh, Rory number Powers. one. Definitely number one. And to my right, the hardest man in Croydon, Mr. Chris Tilly. Hello, pod people. How are you doing? Duck um, hunt. Duck, duck hunt. Um, th- do people care that it's 308? I don't think so. No. Why? Cut that bit out. It's already in now. <laughs> well, you can cut but it I'll out. never say a number ever again. <laughs> no, I was wondering, because we used to say it, and then we were like... No one really cares. Yeah, no one cares. The numbers, right, no, it's yeah. not it, it was, keep tab. And it was for, basically we used to do it because forever was uploading it, so they'd know what number it was, <laughs> which is not a reason really to do it. Anyway, it is not. But we had some big news today, and that was the Batman vs Superman trailer drop in uh, doing Jimmy Kimmel. I actually woke up around that time, so I watched Jimmy Kimmel and watched him intro it with Ben Affleck. Um, it was quite a cool little intro. Like he was sort of pretending that he didn't really know that Ben Affleck wasn't Batman. And uh, Ben Affleck's name was like, I need you to say my real name. Say, what's my real name? And he was like, whoa, it's Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Um, it's, it's, it's quite funny. Did he call him Batfleck? No. Oh, you nah, woke nah, up around the time it. that was showing? Yeah, I woke up about 20 minutes before he was on. So I found a stream and managed to watch it. Was that not really around. late or early? Or? Yeah, it's like 25 to 5. Something Ooh, like that. What, yeah. what, what's wrong with you? Well, I knew I had to come in and do the Rewind Theatre for it anyway. So I, I was kind of had that. Dedicated man. Yeah, I didn't know about any of this. Really? I found out when I woke up this morning. <laughs> I didn't, even watch lives. I didn't even watch it till lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it like half four this morning. But yeah, no. So, I mean, we've watched it. Uh, we've done a Rewind Theatre on it. It's pretty interesting. It'll be up by the time you do this. And, and a superhero show going mm-hmm. up on well. uh, Saturday. Um, but, I mean, there's been a lot of big trailers in the last week. We had the Civil War one as well. So we thought we would go through our favourite trailers of 2015. Because there's actually a really cool article at the minute being sort of spread out that you guys have done. Yeah, the top 100 trailers of all time. Movie trailers. Yes, movie yeah. trailers. Um, I'm guessing that you guys had a look at that and... Yeah. What course. did you think of the uh, top 10? What was the top 10? I take it you guys had a look at that. <laughs> I wrote it down because I knew you hadn't. Uh, number 10, Alien. It's a good one. Number 9, Skyfall. Really? I don't remember that trailer. It wasn't one of the greatest trailers of all time. It's the number 9 of the greatest trailers of all time. Uh, number 8, Prometheus. Is a good trailer. Number seven, The Dark Knight. Which one? I don't know off the top of my head. Number six, <laughs> uh, I'll say Cinematic Trailer 2. Uh, number six, Raid 2. Uh, yes. That's a good trailer. Number five, Requiem for a Dream. That's a really good trailer. Number four, uh, Mad Max, first Mad Max Fury Road trailer. Yes. The teaser. The Comic-Con one, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really good, that is. Number three, The Social Network. Yes. The Kanye West Power one. I clicked on it and it wasn't working because I was watched, I clicked on something wrong, so I didn't <laughs> check which one. It must be the Kanye West Power one because that is brilliant. But oh. the Radiohead one is really good. I love all those trailers. Yeah, yeah well, I don't think it was a teaser. I think it was a full-on trailer. Okay, yeah. Number two, Independence Day. That's a good one. Okay, yeah. Jurassic Park, number one. New. Uh, Cliffhanger. Right era. Is it? Yeah. Indiana Jones? Nope. Um... Indiana Jones isn't really a film. No. You need to you need to qualify it with a, a title as a character um, name. You said no anyway, so I don't think I need to. <laughs> Go on, what is it? Terminator Two teaser. Ah, okay, yeah. Which was a great teaser. I remember yeah, seeing that yeah. in the cinema. But that's cool. Anywho, well, this year, well, so we've expanded this and not just movies, it's games and telly as well. Rory, do you want to kick us off? With- I will, and I will kick us off with a game trailer. <gasps> so my first one of 2015 is was a trailer for Destiny: The Taken King expansion. I just watched this. I thought it was good, especially because this was the first time I ever gave any attention to Destiny before. Okay. Um, and I think that like if this one faced a challenge, which was how do we get more people on board, but also appeal to the people who have already played the game. Right. You have to like hit that sweet spot. And they did it really well because they, they have this whole introduction where it's like establishing you and everything that you've done. And basically there's this new guy entering the galaxy and he's like the biggest, baddest guy. He's like everything you've done is nothing in compared to this new person. 
And for me, it was cool because obviously I had never played the game before. But then it was saying, well, here's this new guy that's coming, that's going to be in the game. And of course he's going to come because you killed his son with his own sword. And I was watching it and I was like, I did what? And it's like, see, I thought, because there was a thing that you could do when the Taken King came out where you could go to a website, put in details, and they would make a trailer from your actual guardian, from your actual character. That's really cool. I thought that's what you were going to put down, and it weren't. I, th- I don't like this trailer. I think it's boring. I thought it was great. It's just so it just reminded me of just any. It could be any sci-fi game. No, it looked. I thought it looked <laughs> no. fantastic, especially because like I didn't really know a lot about about the game. Like all I'd seen was just yeah. uh, gameplay footage, where it just looked like like a lot like Halo. Yeah. But this was some really great exploration of the worlds that you're in, like some of the different weapons you're going to be using. It was an introduction to the three new classes that I had never seen before. I mean, like. It was like a guy in robotic future armor summoning a bow and arrow made of light and shooting it at these alien creatures. I, I thought it was that. really cool. I think it was great. Did you I watch mean, it? Uh, I didn't okay. because what I did watch was the trailer you originally put on this document. I think I put about four and, and then, then you pulled it, but I watched that one, made some notes on the division. Oh, no. So if Bro, we were talking you about bastards. your division now. But I didn't put stuff on there. <coughs> we, sh- we shared this document do, with people. Document. And so whatever link was on there, I looked at, I looked at his, I looked at mine, I looked at yours, and then you changed yours after we finished. The problem with the division one, because I absolutely love the division one. The E3 Christmas one. It was, yeah, it was the, the, the cinematic one that I was yeah, in love with. It, it wasn't in 2015. Oh, right, okay. It yeah. was before that. They did release another ah. trailer, but it was a gameplay trailer in 2015. Right. So unfortunately, I had to remove it from the list because I wanted it to be off. Well, I really liked it. I said it had a great score. <laughs> it did uh, have a great I thought score. it was beautiful. Yeah. You know, it was really clever what they did with taking the people out. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was good. So uh, very clever. It made me think of Dead Island a little bit. Like, it was quite tricksy. Like, it wasn't, like, direct footage, but they messed with yeah. it. So, yeah, let's not talk about that anymore because that's not on the list. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Chris, what's your one? What's your first one? So I'm going to surprise everyone here. I've oh, yeah. gone for a little known release called Star Wars The Force Awakens and the teaser. So which the one? first trailer. That was your favorite? Yes, most definitely. Really? I think Do you know what I'm I talking think we're about? I think we're both going to disagree. Is it Chewie, I'm home? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, I thought good. that was number yeah. two. It might, it might it might have been. Second. What was the first one then? First one was November, so it was John Boyega. The first time we saw his face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. second one. Then. The yeah. second one was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. With the Lucasfilm coming up, but gave me goosebumps. The music yeah. kicks in. We got to see it in a cinema as well. We did a couple of oh, times, yeah. didn't we? Uh, like you recognise the planet. It feels like Star Destroyer in the sand. Yeah. Uh, Luke saying the Force is strong in my family. Yeah. Um, the look on Boyega's face when he takes off his helmet. Um, the Millennium Falcon getting our first look at that again yeah that was awesome and obviously Chewie we're home like Chewie we're home is amazing it's just yeah. well it's the money shot yeah it's just it was a perfect teaser and it didn't really give anything away mm. it showed me everything I wanted it got me super excited um, that's why I think all the like I mean if you put all the trailers that we've seen for Star Wars together now and all the TV spots okay we do know a bit more than when we first started but I feel like from that Dawn of Justice trailer that we saw I feel like you kind of know everything about the film sure whereas Star Wars I kind of you know you might know we might be able to say oh this might happen in Act 2 this might happen in Act 3 but like we're still kind of in the dark I think yeah. even after all this yeah. time a year's worth of trailers whereas with Dawn of Justice I feel like they gave away a little bit too much maybe agreed but no yeah. no it's, it's been it's been a when we talked about the Dawn of Justice trailer on the Superior show yeah. I said exactly that in reverse saying that Star Wars yeah. has done this in a much smarter way as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned definitely yeah um yeah, what made me laugh though, it's 70 million views on YouTube, mm. 10,707 dislikes. Who are you people <laughs> yeah. that hate that trailer enough to click the dislike button? Yeah. 10,707 of them. People love to hate stuff on how the internet. Many, how many million views was it? 70 million. 70 million? Yeah, 70. Because um, I'm sure there are mirrors where it's got a bunch of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that's cool yeah I mean that's I mean, I would say that's one of the best trials I've ever seen that would be in my top 10 of all time definitely yeah I think that, that's definitely up there I think the Chewie We're Home thing was amazing I think as well because we saw it as part of like Star Wars Celebration for the first time in the cinema so we saw it like the same time as they were showing it showing it there yeah introduced by Warwick Davis as yeah, well yeah I mean that's like. what kind of made it was seeing little Warwick <laughs> in front of a, a very big screen an IMAX screen <laughs> 
Yeah, that was really good. Uh, so my first one is The Big Short, just the Adam McKay film, um, which actually we never talked about. We've just done our look forward to 2016 and we never talked about The Big Short, I don't think. Yeah, they keep inviting me to see it, but I haven't... Oh, really? I haven't been able... Well, it's just, it's not something I think we're going to cover a lot. And yeah. like in terms of cast, I said, can we do any interviews? And maybe Steve Carell. It's like, nah, that's not what I'm after. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of about like the financial crisis and the, uh, the 2008 collapse, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trailer is just really, really slick it's got some really good introduced you to all the cast in, like Steve Carell's doing a funny voice again um, so is Ryan Gosling as well actually he's doing a funny um, face to be honest like they funny. made him look oh, yeah. really weird yeah. um, I didn't like looking at him looking weird um, but I, I just I just really like sort of slick trailers like that and it's got awesome uh, bit of music which is uh, When the Levy Breaks the Led Zeppelin song um, used really really well and I didn't think it was a brilliant trailer I liked really? the first bit with Christian Bale hmm. I thought it looked like a really good film but okay. in terms of a trailer I was like mm. I like the first half of it better than the second half I'd like it kind of reminded me of the Wolf of Wall Street trailer a little bit like the sort of like fast cuts to the beat and stuff like that and I kind of just I'm a bit of a sucker for that I thought that was really good did you watch that one Rory? I didn't know even though we put all the links so we could all see them I did watch I watched a lot of them on this list okay, well, we're gonna see, hang on so you watched a lot of them but not the third <laughs> one in the list no, yeah we're, the third we're gonna one. find out how many he's watched as we go along <laughs> oh, no. well if you haven't watched the third one in the list bro I like, was literally I was I was slammed working until like 15 minutes before no, we decided be great, to do this we'll so. find out if you watched Jesus. a lot uh, did you watch your next one Rory? I did what I did. was that? I've watched it a lot of times so this is um the live action trailer for the uh, Attack on Titan film. That was bonkers. It's crazy. It is really, really insane. I mean, <coughs> so the anime that was released is like one of the the biggest this year. Or okay. last year. It's like completely taken the world by storm. It's so huge that it's done this. It spawned um, movies, games, like all this merchandise around yeah. it and spinoffs and things like that. Um, I think I was really nervous the first time when I heard they were making a live action film because... Obviously, adaptations of anime has had a, like video games, very, very bad yeah. pass, you know? Sure. Um, and it's a difficult kind of concept to do when you have a serious budget for CGI and special effects. Mm. So I didn't know how they're going to pull it off. I mean, you have these giant monsters that basically eat humans, and that's kind of a, a difficult thing to pull off. Yeah. Uh, but after that first trailer dropped, I was so excited. Mm. The first shot when you see him peering over the wall and the smoke just billowing from his face, and then just the chaos and the action, it was really like the anime has come to life. But I think one of the interesting things um, about this trailer and about the actual film is that the film was not that good. It ah. really wasn't that good at all. Um, and I just think that was that was a really cool point because I yeah. loved the trailer and it got me so excited. But the actual film itself, not that fast. I think about. that could be a recurring theme in this yeah. feature, to be honest. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I thought that was a really... I hadn't seen it at all mm-hmm. until I looked, clicked on it half an hour ago and I thought it was I thought it was really effective. I stopped watching and I have to admit, um, the bits... I thought it was really, really good until the point where... It, then it introduced the sort of Hunger Games style element where they were just like, right now we're going to go after the Titans. Soldiers, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh God, I was like, well, that's, got, I see, that's, it they've got to do something. Yeah. They can't just let these Titans kill them. That is a good point. But after them to them, it's like, especially the bit with um, the giant one, one, one with like the, the big smile. Terrifying. Like, mm, really yeah. scary. Yeah. yeah, it's really, that was one of the things when I was watching the film the other week. Uh, I think if you're a fan of the anime and you're watching it as an adaptation of that anime, yeah. you're going to be disappointed because while the anime is fantastic, Fantastic. They take a lot of liberties in the film and change a lot of the plot okay, points yeah. and characters that you're going to be a little bit disappointed. But as a standalone, just Japanese horror film, like an independent film, yeah, yeah. it's a really interesting concept and really mm. well, like well, some of the cinematography. Well, the guy, the, a guy shouts things. out, why did the Titans appear? I want to know. And, and I really want to know. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm this guy. Um, I will say there's, there's, a, there's a Korean film called The Host uh, yeah, uh, that came out about 10 years ago. Mm. You should watch it. If, if that's your kind of thing, it's absolutely brilliant, but it's about really a big good. kind of creature coming to basically destroy that sounds really cool. Yeah, and it, but it's really good. Yeah. It's un, unlike you, you <laughs> said, Titans wasn't great. No, it's not. This great. is a great film. The anime's so. fantastic. I'd recommend you okay. watch the anime, but yeah. cool. the, the film, unfortunately, not. Good choice. Awesome. What's next for you, Chris? I've gone for a double header. Sweet. I've gone for a couple of horrors. Okay. The Visit and Goodnight Mummy. Let's talk about them. Yeah, well, what, what, what did you think of those trailers? Oh, you watched them, did you? I watched both of did them. Did you watch both of them? I did, I'd yeah. love to get your... So you watched two of his, but you watched one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, watched, I watched... Well, we'll get into that. Um, uh, what I really did you think? I really liked them both. I okay. really liked them both. I had actually uh, seen Goodnight Mummy 
from so, I think you showed it to us like a while yeah, back. I said it round, yeah, and I said it this is messed up. Really freaked me out. It really, really messed with me. It's a good trailer. Um because you just get enough of the narrative to really want to watch more. But uh, it was the first time I'd seen the visit trailer. And that that was really cool for me personally because uh, it really hit home for me because it reminded me of a lot of horror stories that I used to read when you grow up as a kid. And I think it's because when you're younger, there's a really familiar theme in a lot of uh, horror stories for kids where it's something's wrong and the kids know it and they try and tell adults, but the adults won't believe them. Yeah. That always seemed like a really popular thing. Yeah, yeah. Because as a kid, you would realize, you'd be like, well, this is such a horrible thing. It's, monster, I can imagine it's monster this. in my closet, a monster exactly. under my bed. And no one will believe you. And I I, I just love that. That's a really good point. So mm. in case you don't know these, because obviously we're talking about quite visual things on an yeah. audio. Yeah. But, but <laughs> Goodnight Mommy is about, um, it's a foreign film about two kids torturing their mum or their mum torturing two kids you're not really sure two twin yeah. little gorgeous looking twin boys who are super creepy and yeah. the visit everyone should know because that's M. Night Shyamalan yeah. but yeah and I, I put them both down and then I was making notes on both of them just now mm. and I, wrote, I was writing down the same words weird, scary, creepy freaky, disturbing and it, it applies to both of them so that's why I kind yeah. of mm-hmm. I, I put them together and what I found interesting was watching The Visit Trader now having seen the film it's good it, it's good yeah. I think it pays off if you've seen the film as well because you can see you know what's going on a bit more and it's I never wa- I, I saw The Visit um, but I, I didn't watch the trailer before going to see it and I, I do think quite a lot of the big the, the scariest bits are in it yeah no but it didn't ruin the film it's, I tell you what it's okay, a funny yeah. thing with horror trailers they can show you the scares and yet when you're watching the film you will not remember yeah, them yeah. I, I don't That's know what good. it is I think with action films and, and superhero mm. movies I remember the moments but with horror films they're normally so fast yeah. Yeah. and also there's quite a lot of freaky moments in the second half of the visit yeah I guess so but just the, the, at the moment that I remember most is in the trailer. I was like, oh, I wonder if that would have spoiled it for me. But what, would not. you mind getting in the oven to clean it? No, 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 no. Something else. Yeah, something else. But I don't want to say it just because I don't want to No, sure. But the, my, my, also the funniest and my favourite bit from the visit is in the trailer as well. So I'm glad I didn't watch it before because I went mad when I actually saw it because it's really funny. Which bit? Funny. The bit with the shotgun. Okay, yeah. That, that didn't look funny at all. It's so funny. It's what do you funny? It's not funny. I, I don't know what's wrong with that. was really was creepy. Really funny. But yeah, if you, if you want to see uh, a child good putting trailer, a cockroach it? in its mother's sleeping yeah. mouth, then watch the Goodnight Mummy trailer. Yeah. Oh. Uh, next up for me, kind of similar vein to Rory, is um, the True Detective Season 2 tease, uh, which uses like um, a lady that they had throughout the series um, doing like original music for them in the club. Um, pretty much like every episode as well, you see her. And it was the first thing that we saw. And just like, you know, the first thing you see, they're like, this is how they're following up True Detective. And even though the second series was pretty rubbish, I still think it's a really, really good tease because it just teases that world and the atmosphere and the characters. And it does enough, I think, but you don't no, think it's it so did. boring. It what, was so boring, yeah. I found it so dull. I'm not... Why? I find it very hard to, to remain entertained through slow fade-in, fade-out shots with jury music in the background. I'm just like, oh, come on, I need, I need something here. It's like 60 seconds just long. Too long. Too long. I have a very sharp attention span. You got to grab me and you got to hold. Attack me. on Titan was three minutes and twelve seconds, mate. This is less but than it was a minute. Giant monsters eating humans. This was like this a fade in. What? Of Vince, a are you calling Vince Vaughn a giant monster? Then, <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was really good. I, I really, really liked it, it yeah. as well. I, I can't remember if I'd seen it before or not. Mm. I get, I, I'm sure I had, but I thought the music was great. I, I like all the actors. Yeah, and they're all really good looking and nice to look at. And it's just Vince Vaughn. Well, he was very, he was very good looking. Yeah. His swingers, really. He's, he's, he's got a bit looking in there. He's got a bit puffy. He always he, goes, he gets puffy. He goes up and down. He always mm. looks so tired. Yeah, yeah, he so does. So tired. He leads, he leads a good life. But yeah. um, I feel. What was I going to say? Um, I feel like it's so, the, the show sold already because. Yeah. You're coming out of season one. Yeah. So they didn't really need to do much, and they did and just enough for me. That's what I think, yeah. And it was better than the trailer that followed, really. Yeah, that's, definitely. There are certain things where I think that's enough. Yeah. Great teaser. Maybe good choice. That was, really good. Maybe that was part of it, because I didn't see True Detective season one, mm. so I'm seeing... Although, no, because it's different people, so yeah. I still don't have any connections to these yeah, people. Yeah. So, no, I have no idea. It's, just <laughs> yeah, it's the first time we saw me. a bunch of them. Well, like, they're different people. You know, it's not. It's yeah. a different cast and different yeah, characters, but, but just getting that atmosphere I thought it had quite a Twin Peaksy vibe as Definitely, well yeah and there's some really and there's also like creepy bits like in the right one of the creepiest bit in True Detective season one is sort of it's this really slow shot that ends one of the episodes where you think you're meeting the big bad guy and yeah. he's walking really really slowly and there's a shot at the end of this which is like kind of similar to that and I thought oh you know it kind of harked back to True Detective season one which is exactly what I wanted and it's exactly what it wasn't 
but yeah, but, yeah. Uh, for me that was the trailer being better than the show yeah definitely yeah Rory, what's your next one? My next one is the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice trailer. The first one that we saw. Okay. Uh, I picked this one because I'd heard a lot about the film. I obviously, you know, we we write about it and talk about it so much on the site. But this was the first time that it really sunk in what was going to happen in this film. It was right at the end where it's that, you know know exactly what scene I'm talking about, where it's the thunderstorm and the do you bleed and Superman slams down to the ground and you just realize at that point, these guys are going to fight. Batman and Superman (laughs) are going to fight. That's exactly what's going to happen in this film. I absolutely agree. And it was until you saw uh, ben Affleck in his bat suit and um, Cavill, Cavill yeah. in his in Superman suit, and just the tension between them, and just building up to this point, it really gave me a flavor of what was going to happen in this film, and it that's, I was way more excited than I yeah, thought I was. Gonna it's be. something oh, that yeah. people have been dreaming of forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, since the, since this was put, first drawn in a comic book, and so to see it realized. You oh, know, yeah. you hear about it, but just seeing it, I think you're absolutely right. It's like the first time you saw the Avengers all together. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know? That 360 uh, shot, 360 you know? shot, the money, you know, the money shot, the hero shot. Uh, I agree, that's enough, you know? They mm-hmm. could have literally just done that. They didn't need to do anything else in that teaser. Which we will get on to a little bit later. Sure. But, no, I, I completely agree. It's so you think that's better than the, the new one? Yes. Cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that trailer could have definitely been postponed for a lot later and yeah. come out more in a time more recent to the film yeah be more appropriate Chris your next one Mad Max Fury Road okay Um, it's not the best Mad Max Fury Road trailer because that came out last year and that is a better trailer ah right I wonder why that one wasn't on there yeah but this is still a really really good trailer so which one is which one is this one I think it's trailer 2 yeah it is or it's the final the final trailer Uh, it's just the energy the momentum the madness the kind of the visual insanity Mm -hmm. um you know, you had Nick Holt saying, "Oh, what a lovely day!" And it was yeah. just—it just seemed like this is so off the charts. Like it just seemed completely unique and original, and well, not original, but um, practical. You yeah. know, we were seeing yet more stunts that all looked completely real. Uh, and for me, it was better than the movie. I liked the movie, but honestly, the movie after a while got to me. It gave me a headache, and really? the last half hour—I felt like the movie could have been the last half hour. I disagree. Uh, but, yeah, I know. I'm in a minority massively yeah. on this one, but for, I actually enjoyed the trailer more than the film. So really, yeah, I thought it was, I thought he did a really good job of selling that a film to me that I one, didn't yeah. love. But like I say, I know I'm. Most people disagree with that. I know what you mean. It's it's, it's weird. Uh, I bet you loved it. It's just noise. I for two hours. I think it's like one of my Colourful favorite. Noise. I think it's my favorite film in at least like the last two or three years. This is I over. absolutely loved it. It broke That's a big. lot of conventions with the types of films that I've been watching recently. Yeah. And I think the trailer did that as well, which is really important because I think you fall into that problem where it's like if, you, if you're releasing a blockbuster film, there's a very like cookie cutter style of trailer that you mm. can release. And especially, I know we're not going to go into it, but the first Mad Max uh, trailer. The first 30 seconds, I'd never seen a trailer edited. It was so unapologetically fast and cut so ruthlessly. It was just so incredible to watch. And it just got me so excited for a film that, as you said, I had no prior interest to at all. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to round things off then with the Cuphead E3 trailer. Now, Cuphead is a really weird little indie game made by two guys in Canada. And it was sh- kind of shown off a little bit before, but we had a first full trailer at E3. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like harking back to like 1930s, like Max Fleischer style um, animation. And it's all original music as well, which is the thing I really like about it. So all the score is originally done by the jazz musicians. It might actually even be the same two guys. Um, and I just really, really love the style of it. And it doesn't like give away too much of the game, even though, it, but it shows you like some of the cool bosses. It's vintage like jazz. That. It's not new stuff. It's all the original recordings. No, no, it's original recordings for the game. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I read that it was uh, it was actual original jazz recordings they'd used. Yes, I think it's their, right. their original jazz recordings. Okay, I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really really love. Has the, the game come out? Yeah. No, it hasn't. Right. I I found it really strangely nostalgic just yeah, because definitely. I grew up yeah. on platformers exactly like that. Yeah. And also, I grew up on a lot of cartoons like that because mm. you wouldn't know this, Roy. Back in the day, there weren't many TV channels <laughs> and there weren't many kids shows, and there would like you'd get these crappy, well, crappy old-fashioned 1940s cartoons on at tea time and you'd watch them yeah. and it was just bringing back all those memories of watching this stuff that I did you pre- I pretended to enjoy I didn't really enjoy it I watched a lot yeah. of Tom and Jerry yeah. didn't particularly enjoy it yeah. some of the pre 
Tom and Jerry stuff that was just weird yeah. but yeah I liked it, it looked, visually it looked great <laughs> it but equally really just looking at that side scrolling platformer uh, style was making me frustrated right, just okay. bringing back memories of how frustrated those games would make me well that's Man. one of the funny things as well about yeah. this game is because it is allegedly ruthlessly it's hard it's solid it's unbelievably difficult solid. what is the point mm. I, th- yeah, I think it's kind of strange because I, well, it's really cool because a lot of the people, obviously, when they're going back to make like a 2D platformer game, the obvious choice is like, let's make it an 8-bit game. Like, well, let's go like vintage and towards yep. like a previous time. But this is a totally different style in yeah. art direction, which no one has really done before in a video game. But then obviously that's a bit weird. It's like you make it look so childish, but you make it so yeah. difficult to the, play. The only thing is with it, like the trailer is amazing. And I played it like the day after seeing the trailer when we were out at E3. And... Because it's so hard and because it's so fast, you just want to kind of stop and look at everything. But if you stop, you're dead. Like, even though you've got infinite lives. You know the right yeah. difficulty level? Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion. That's good. Because yeah. I think it's about the only game I've ever completed. That's hard. <laughs> I think it's hard, though. Does it? Yeah. yeah. So Last one, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so those are our favourite trailers. Anyway. Yeah. I'm sure we might have missed out some of your favourite ones. So let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. <laughs> Now this week's great stuff. 2,500 people have apparently auditioned to be the young Han Solo, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Did anyone around this table get a, get the call? I sent my tape in. Did you? Yeah. Oh, Go on, no. Got to get up there. Did you? Got to get on the list. You didn't do your stupid accent, though, did you? I did, I did, I did this accent. We're home. No. We're home. Chewy. I was supposed to be yeah, what? but <laughs> didn't really work that well. Yesterday, he was trying to do my accent. And what did you say? Do you want a curry? No, I said, what? I said, Dr. Who. Dr. Who. <laughs> That's all right. That's quite That's good. That's not bad. That's what how Gav says it. What, yeah. about, what about the curry thing? Uh, you said, do you want a curry? Yeah, but it sounded... When did I ever ask you if you wanted a curry? <laughs> You're always just on there, curry. Just yeah. there, twice. <laughs> uh, who auditioned then? Do we know? I haven't actually looked this up. Do we know who auditioned? Apparently. Yep. So, so the guy from Mr. Robot... Rami, whatever oh, no. his name is, he has. But also Dave Franco, mm-hmm. Miles Teller. Mm. No. Um, but my favourite one is Ed Westwick, mm-hmm. the guy from Son of Rambo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well. the older brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that is the one. Do you? I like Except Dave Franco. No, I mean, he's like cheeky. Too smug, like, too smug. Too smug. Way too smug. What Tar- too smug? Taron Edgerton, I think, is number one. I'm looking something up now. Definitely number one. But Ed Westwick is. I, I didn't. I for, completely forgot about him. I think he's in Gossip Girl or one of those. Yeah, he things. is. He is. Um, and I think it's him. I really, really like him. But um, you, you want it to be him rather than you think it's actually going to be him. <laughs> I want it to be him, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they don't know yet. So is this lots of stars and then what? 2,000 2, other... 2,500 people have, been, have, have apparently auditioned. So whether or not they're sending in their tapes or anything like that, okay. like we don't know. I'm but, a little insulted. I wasn't told they were auditioning for... Well, you can still send you still, still I'll do. Time. I'll do young Luke. That's more fitting. Just yeah. grow my hair a bit longer and... Yeah. Oh, that'd be, you, I could imagine that, actually. The force but, is with us. Uh, friend of the sh- friend of the show, Duncan Jones. Yeah, Hi, he Duncan. was suggesting a guy called Ben Schnetzer, who I interviewed. He's in Warcraft, okay. which Duncan's directed. Who I interviewed on the set of uh, Warcraft, and didn't figure out until a long time after. He's the lead actor in Pride. Mm. Where he plays, is he English in it or is he well? He's English in it, he's, isn't he? He's English in it. Yeah. No idea. So that's good acting for a start. But yeah. he's, I think he plays a cool young buck in, in kind of Warcraft, like okay. a really likable, tough kid. Yeah, and so uh, he said he'd be really good. He's a good looking guy. He's got a great face as well. Mm. So well, yeah, but was, let me hold it. Uh, what kind of face? Let me let me hold on. Let is me he get scruffy him. looking because that's the thing. That's the, with the thing with Taron Egerton and Ed Westwick. I can kind of see them doing like the Han Solo mannerisms. Definitely not Miles Teller or Dave Franco. No, even well, though I, even though I really like both of them. Not those. Miles Teller. Why not? What, what's your beef with Miles like, Teller? I don't like his head. I don't like the shape of his head. Eh, I can kind of see that. He's got a big forehead. Nice looking yeah. lad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. Well, see, it's right. going to be interesting. What a role, though. What yeah. a what big how, shoes uh, to fill. How young is young Han Solo? What age is? Your, is I don't know. I don't think we know. We don't know anything. It looks like it sounds like they're, in, they're talking to people in their early twenties. Yes. But that's the thing. You've got to go unknown. I reckon. Oh, it would be great to, to create a star. Definitely. You've got to go unknown for it because, like, in the same way as, like, John Boyega style, you know, someone who maybe has been in a couple of, like, yeah. small things. Um, but cause How I'm, often do they do... But John Boyega was playing a, a, a new role, whereas mm. whereas this is, like, you know, James Bond. Yeah. Almost. And they've... 
they've rarely picked an unknown for James Bond. Yeah, Lazenby's so. the only unknown. It didn't work. Yeah. But James Bond is a actually bit of Timothy an Dalton. Timothy Dalton was, but Han Solo is like James Bond. I think we could see we could see know. other people playing this character down the line. But you, are you think playing him in a different way? No, sorry, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. So yeah, you're right. It's got to be someone that looks and sounds like him, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. But I mean, like, I I actually really think that Ian McGregor does a really good job of Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, I actually kind of like that. A lot of people didn't like his sort of impression of the voice and stuff, but... Yeah, I found it... It grated on me a little bit. Yeah. I kept comparing it too much because of the voice. It was... I don't know. It is hard. I'm going to be a better judge of that because I'm hoping to watch all six in the next couple of weeks, so... The next Star Wars? Yeah, like in a row. So I want to see... It's a good idea. I've I've never done it, and I want to see how that transition feels. I'll give you... um, I've got copies of this thing called the Despecialized Edition. And I've got I've downloaded all the copies of that. So it's basically this. Um, I interviewed the guy actually. I got this cool like interview for the um, for Rebel Base from it. And it's this guy called Harmy. He's like this uh, possibly Polish guy mm-hmm. who went through using all these different bonkers techniques to take out all the changes that George uh, Lucas made. And like he was just a guy who was just like barely had any kind of awesome. Um, he had no experience editing or doing any visual effects or doing any kind of masking or anything like that. And he taught himself how to do it. And like. Bonkers. And like he's possibly a, Polish. Possibly Polish, yeah. Um, are they high def? Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bring them in for you because they're really, really good. Are you going to watch them all like back to back, like a big marathon? As much as like, I can, but I don't yeah. think I'll watch six films in a row. Because my brother and no. he did it and it was like, it's over like a day. Yeah. 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 I, and I think it'll, it'll ruin my enjoyment of the latter three. Yeah. yeah if I'm end, tired and I'm, I've bad. seen enough, so I'll, I'll try and space it out, but I want to do it in as short a time as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, we've done it, I've done it recently, and what I would suggest is for the for Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, Just do it while you got something else to do. Sure, um, I'll keep my phone out. We got we got Lego. We got some Star Wars Lego. And built That's that a good and idea. Built that while we did while we watched those, and it was fine. Build the Death Star um, before you destroy the Death Star. Exactly. Yeah. If you Not want. bad. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see who plays <laughs> him. I mean, I think to be honest, it's got to be an unknown because otherwise, no one's gonna like it. No one's gonna go mad for it anyway. But like, whoever whoever they cast, people are not gonna like it, are they? Because that's what that's what they're not gonna like the casting, the but they might like the, when he's in the film. Exactly, yeah, yeah, the big thing. What's up? What's next? Is great, Rory. Oh my gosh, this is probably the greatest thing that's happened all month. Okay, me and Dan, mm. and obviously Rich is dead, but his reanimated corpse. <laughs> yeah, all went to a quiz, a pub quiz, all based on the UK office. Okay, oh that's cool. Um, I don't know. Did my invite get lost in the post? Or I think it, I, I think it did. It definitely. What there. Okay. Well, actually, it was a full team as well. Well, no, it was supposed to be a full team. I was invited and turned it down. Yeah, Bex was supposed to come. That's even worse for him. And uh, so was Rich's girlfriend. But she got sick and couldn't come. And then Bex, well, to be fair to Bex, she had, had a flight and she got in like halfway through. But she was still a valu- valuable member of the team. Okay. Um, but I mean, we had watched The Office pretty much on loop up until this point. We were answering some ridiculously specific questions. Yeah. Like, like what? Like in the episodes where uh, the guy comes to do some team building exercises, there's a room in a fake hotel that David Brent makes up where there's been an accident. <laughs> it's like, what is the number of that room? In the hotel, we were like three six two, like six, the two. most specific. And like, what's the price of the laser jet ink paper at uh, the company they work for? And we Wernham were like, Hog. whatever. Yeah, Wernham Hog, like two sixty, two sixty a piece. And you're like nice. all these like insanely specific. You things. sound super annoying. It was. Yeah, oh my hates gosh. That well, this was the best part as well. <laughs> well, also as well, can I point out? So my girlfriend does quizzes, like she does like a, a monthly quiz or fortnightly quiz, back where she um, comes from, and she did an office one. So in the pub on Friday night, she did her quiz for them. Did any of those questions come out? Uh, yeah, yeah, there were a couple. <laughs> yeah, and also, those. also, Rich just Googled office pub quiz, and a lot okay. of the questions, you could Not tell- Not while that, you were there. No, 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 no. We just use Google for the answers. It feels like you were cheating in advance. Uh, I do not no, approve. No, that's, that's, that's just called revision. <laughs> cheating yeah. in advance. Um, but basically, we we but you like smoked them. We were doing pretty good. We were doing pretty good, and then at the end, the guy was like, "All right, so for the last like special round, we want one member from each team to come up on stage and dance like David Brent." And we were like, "Oh, like it was Sunday afternoon. None of us really in the mood. We just worked so hard on like trying to get all these questions right." Have you been drinking? Um, not really. Just like one drink, pretty much. Mm. So basically, everyone, one person from every team came up, and they're all excited. And they were like, all right, someone from the back, someone from the back. And we were like, I think we're just going to not join in. How many teams? No way, you didn't. (laughs) There was about six teams. 
Okay. Well, 16. And did you get points for doing the dance? You got loads of points. It was Why? like 10 or 20 Why points. Why didn't by you doing do the dance. it? I was not in the mood. Like, we'd, Would you have done we'd it? been really enjoying the quiz. Would you have done it, Chris? Bollocks, if, would if you if have done it? If winning the quiz, it was, and it was, a bunch of other people are doing it. It was literally like up on this stage, and everyone going, nah, 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 nah. So no you one, had to do like the weird, so no one did awful it. dance. So no one from our team went but up. Did anyone else do it? Yeah, everyone on everyone every else other did team it. did it's it. Pathetic. You're pathetic. No, but it was literally just everyone in this room laughing at these people, dancing like idiots, doing like these really awful Mate, dance moves. They're having a great time. They're laughing at you. And then and it's, called it's called fun. It's called fun, Rory. I'm usually okay. I once danced for an ice cream in our office. Yeah. So yeah, you that's, did. That's you know, you I've watched that video that. somewhere online. <laughs> that's not going away. I would have thought if I had to put money on anybody that I know yeah. going up to do the David Brent. If I was there, I would have made. I would have. <sighs> I reckon I could have like peer pressed you. Yeah, me too. So, well, so, but in spite of you not getting those points, you still won. Th- that was the awful point. Like at the end, he was like, "And the winning team is uh, the guys at the back who didn't want to dance." And it was literally just. Boo! Like the most awkward conclusion to any quiz. Oh my god! It's like, god. so if you want to come up and uh, get your fifty pounds, you should have gone up and then <laughs> done the dance. And <laughs> <laughs> Middle fingers, everyone. Did you win fifty quid each or fifty quid as a team? As a team, as a team. That's not bad. It's, it's all right. Good. Paid for drinks, so that was pretty much it. Just nice. a free, free evening. But it was just unbelievably awkward. Just the stares at the end. But should have revised more. Didn't even need to dance and we still creamed him. Yeah. I won a true. quiz last night. Did you? London's hardest film quiz. The Bigger Butt one? Yep. Nice. Victorious. It is really what hard. What did you get? What was your prize? Uh, a rocket raccoon. That's pretty good. Their prizes, right? When I first moved to London, their prizes were amazing. <laughs> they were so good. Cause we used to do that quiz all the time. <laughs> and then their prizes just got like worse and worse and worse. But they put. But in fairness, it is one of the best quizzes because they put. Yeah, it's so a very much good quiz. It's a really good quiz. Stuff. What's one of the? Oh. What's give me an example of one of the good prizes? Um, there was a giant Hellboy. How giant? Like it was huge, <laughs> like, like to scale or something. Um, they do a good yeah. job, though. They yeah, do a good really job. Really good, They're yeah. good guys, That's and uh, it's a fun quiz to do. So I recommend that one. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, good. Chris, what's your next great thing? We had Zach Galligan into the office, star of Gremlins. Billy Peltzer in Gremlins 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, he stopped by last week to because he was presenting the films at the Prince Charles. Yeah. Um, I didn't make it the screenings, but I got him in here to do quite a long interview that we're currently figuring out what to do. He played uh, Gremlins game with you, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that was fun. I t- it took everything, <laughs> everything in me to not call him Billy. But to be honest, after meeting him, he was such a nice guy, even if I had. I don't think he'd have been asked. You should have said, can I call you Billy for the purpose of this? I, would think, he great, yeah. I think he would have been up for it. My favourite thing is, it was like, because it was something I said to you earlier on in the day, and uh, I was like, oh, I remember now, I used to fancy the Lady Gremlin from Gremlins 2. Did you guys? And you were like, absolutely not. No, no, I didn't go in. And then uh, you asked of it, right? And apparently- He got weirdly offended by it when I asked him. He was yeah. cooler with you than he was with me. Yeah, with me, he was when, like... When I asked him, he was just like no nah, not really and then but apparently yeah he was yeah super, he's like it's a freaking alligator with makeup on like um and we had a long chat about Gremlins 2 which will probably be next year mm. um we did a fun video 10 12 things you didn't know about Gremlins which will be up very soon but I also asked him about Gremlins 3 now people like things he said at the Q&A's people wrote stories saying an update on Gremlins 3 there's no update he just said stuff that was said in April yeah. he reiterated he's got no new news they've not even spoken to him but Chris Columbus said that it will happen and it will be connected to the originals it will be right. like, like a Jurassic World kind of like a reboot but also a sequel cool so will he be involved in it? he doesn't know at this point They've not. They've not reached out to him. Yeah. Um, he has no idea. He wants to be involved. Uh, he wrote some stuff, right? He said he wrote a treatment um, a few years ago because okay. he was trying to get the ball rolling, yeah. and they weren't interested. Uh, That's kind of sad. So I asked him. It was like he just like called him up. You're right, Billy. Zach. He's like, you're right, mate. I haven't heard heard from you for a while. Yeah, I was just uh, passing by. I've got this script for Gremlins 3. Can I I come up and read it out? Oh, I'm really busy. Oh, you're already in the building. Come on, Ant. Come on up. Come on. Didn't didn't you do that last week? Um, So I asked him what his ideas were, and we just actually got chatting. We started, like, spitballing ideas, and he Mm. basically pitched me four ideas for Gremlins. So I thought I would read them out. Uh, They're up on the site in full if you want to see him actually pitching this, but... 
um, God. his first one was uh, well I've, I've given them names new liquids new threats so what if it's not just water that affects them but what if like milk does something different to them or coke? milk was the worst liquid you could have gone with <laughs> it was the first one he said it's actually. even calmer than water it's like, but who knows how it reacts with a, yeah, a it's like alkaline isn't it so like you put, you put it on like burns and stuff well we'll calm them down urine you don't know do you what if urine does something weird well that's to them? a much yeah. better one that's wild so, so what if different liquids turn them into different kinds of creatures I'm not, I'm not imagine that product that placement idea. in that as well like fairy liquid on them like 7up like, makes them really cool <laughs> cherry 7up <seven laughs> sunglasses <up>. yeah <laughs> uh, I don't mind that number 2 Godzilla Gremlin so this is quite a long one but he said what if there was an additional third stage we don't know anything about these creatures okay, like, this is quite a long one it sounds like it needs to be the one the shortest one <laughs> no like, it's good it's big no no because there's more here okay. uh, as, he, as he put it out in both films the gremlins are wiped out within 24 hours yeah but what if they continue to change and turn into different things that's actually good yeah, this is less good. Um, so in his film, uh, Phoebe Phoebe Cates has left him. So Billy's a single dad. He's struggling for money. Uh, his daughter, to make them some money, puts giz- sells Gizmo on eBay. And a Richard Branson-like character buys Gizmo for his daughter. So Gizmo comes over to London. And um, it comes over to London and they spill different stuff on it. And it spawns Tea. all sorts of crazy stuff. And then multiplies. Tea. The gremlins, Branston. <laughs> the gremlins come out and all go down into the tube. Because that's the one thing you want to see. Gremlins in the tube messing up. Yeah. Um, but then he said... Do you know America Wolf in London. <laughs> he said, do you know what a fractal is? And I did not... Uh, so a fractal is when you take a bunch of different little pieces like pyramids yeah. to turn into a big pyramid right, yeah. he said maybe the gremlins are off somewhere and they're like burrowing in the in the underground and they all group together and turn into a Godzilla sized gremlin that bursts out and like takes out Big Ben I mean I kind of like the second stage I like the the eBay thing is actually quite smart hmm. like because if they're really poor and then she sells it and then it's like where's Gizmo oh I sold him like but yeah, I don't know about the giant thing. Yeah, uh, Gremlin's evolution continues. So this is back to what I was saying earlier. So you, you have the, they turn into a third thing that's grotesque. Okay. But he said, what if they change into a fourth thing and that fourth thing is like a butterfly, a beautiful, harmless thing? So you have a sweet ending. Oh, so cool. they are, uh, do they know that's coming? Maybe that's part That'd of it. would be quite anticlimactic, like, though, if you're like, we need to stop it before <laughs> the moon reaches a point in the sky, like something, and then yeah. it happens, and then they just fly no, away. No, because it would be really good, because like, if like they learn that they've got these evolution, but they don't know the last one is going to be good, so like they're like, right, we have to stop it at this one, or by the time it gets to this one, it's going to be really, really bad, but they don't manage to do it. So you have this like really, really sad ending. They're like, oh, God, what's it going to turn into? It turns into something really nice. Yep. What about that? I think you've got a good idea. Yeah. I, 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 oh. I do think we should dedicate a podcast to our ideas for this. I, I've got a good one. I got a good one. Okay, right. So, so the it will take the the first idea. So there's there's more points where they can evolve. So they yeah. keep changing, and it keeps going on. They keep getting bigger and more dangerous. Right. And then we realize the only way to beat them is to have the same effect. So when we we drink water, and if you put that on on gremlins, then they become monsters. But we need to find out what the gremlins drink and put it on ourselves. And then wheel change as well. And then so it's like gremlins versus what like superhumans fighting. fighting <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you. I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> but I have his final one. Okay. Um, he thinks that they should switch it up a little bit in the second one. So no gizmo. Okay. <laughs> and this time it's a female gizmo. In, in, in another shop somewhere else gets you know bought for a little girl and, and, and the same stuff starts happening and it all kicks off and they're in trouble and they don't know what to do yeah. um, how do you stop this you call in Billy and Gizmo and so they come in like Ghostbusters or something to save ah. the day they, they sort the whole thing out because they've been through this before yeah. and then at the end it's just like you go to, he cuts to Gizmo's little cage and he's got a little female Gizmo with him and they hold hands and so like Gizmo's in love yeah. and then who knows sets it up for another sequel because they could have a baby Mogwai oh, and who yeah. knows what that, what's going to happen there gremlins. but yeah. um I, I, th- I think like and he was talking about the, what I was saying the marketing potential for little female gizmos selling yeah. to little girls is big massive yeah but because like to be honest there's got to be more gizmos right like there's got to be more gizmos somewhere yeah I mean the novelization gave him a backstory and he was right. from another planet and someone had invented it but that's in a novelization right. but yeah I mean of course there has to be 
So although I guess he does self replicate, so I don't know if you do need another one. Mm, yeah. But um, I don't know. It'd be great to get people to write in their pitches for Gremlins That's Three, though. Idea, so yeah. and maybe we could we could dedicate an actual podcast to our our Not ideas. Yeah. Crates so, yeah. of them being shipped off to an island for safety, but the boat sinks. Oh so no! They, the, all of them. Hello! It's just crazy. They start coming up, like evolving from the water. I'm going to put a pin in these oh, now, Rory. Right. Yeah. Uh, but save them. People can write in IGN what underscore UK and, feedback. Uh, what IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Yeah. yeah. Last one, Rory. What's your bit of news that you're liking? Uh, this week we went to the launch of the Battle of Jakku which is the first DLC map for yeah. Star Wars Battlefront me and Gav went down it was basically us and a bunch of other YouTubers and press in this arena cage yeah. we got to be the first people to play the new game mode on the very first map and uh, we actually it was the first time we've done this from the UK we streamed it live on IGN yeah. and thank goodness I did not succumb to the pressure I kicked Ass. Yeah, you did. You did really, really well. There was. I saw they use. They use it on the Snapchat as well. Yeah. Yesterday, so you have like a little ten-second preview, and it was literally just me like killing one guy, hitting one guy, turning around and like sniping someone in midair. Like yeah. that was the preview. Just I just zoned out and became one with the. I heard the force calling me, and I answered. Yeah, that's the thing. It was it was kind of odd because it was a weird event, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of like tech issues, as you can imagine. This there was like forty people playing, so and it just didn't work. So they kind of had like Rufus Hound and this lady presenter who I don't know the name, and it was just it was kind of awkward. You were meant to play another map. You meant to play Walker Assault on Jakku. Yeah, uh, but it didn't work. So it was kind of like this like really rubbish ending. To yeah, it was yeah. Um, there's a bit of lapse in communication, I think, between the tech team and the hosts, and especially yeah. because it, they were broadcasting it themselves, EA, but then there were also maybe five or six people who were playing that were broadcasting separately, like yeah. us, for example, and yeah, Ali A, yeah. which we won't even get into that guy. Jeez. He's, he's <laughs> got a bit of a rivalry going on. He doesn't know it, but yeah. uh, we do. He's certainly <laughs> not aware of it. Um, he's, he's a really nice guy, but his game is definitely COD because yeah. he wasn't. He was good in the practice, but he wasn't very good in the actual live thing. No. I, felt, I felt kind of sorry for him as well. Why? Because uh, I mopped the floor with him? <laughs> he actually kicked his ass. I think he actually came last on, he the, did. on the map that we've he got did. up on. Yeah. He's up on sites. You can, guys can watch it if you, you guys want. You guys can laugh at him. Um, but I kind of felt a bit sorry for the two YouTubers that were there. So it was Ali A and Vicstar, mm-hmm. um, who, like, I'm not really into, like, the YouTubers scene, but they are two really good guys to watch. Oh, like, yeah. And they, they, but they didn't, they kind of had this, like, really, really awful, stilted uh, kind of, like, chat with, like, Rufus Hound. And it was, like, really, really bad, just, like, you know, r- rubbish uh, Star Wars puns in their script, and I just kind of thought, like, that the YouTubers talk. I know like, that's why those guys are here. It just was such a it. such a horrible juxtaposition between a really great idea and a really bad one. So yeah. it's like, let's get all these YouTubers, uh, and we'll allow them to stream it themselves on their own yeah. channels. So we'll have our channel. We'll have all these different channels. Yeah, and then also they have like hosts that don't necessarily fit just with the content and then they think we'll set it up like a rivalry so we'll get yeah. Ali A to fend off against this other guy who there clearly wasn't a rivalry going on it was yeah. really forced I, like, I, I, I really think that it's like older people trying to put like trying to like market like YouTubers and stuff and just having no idea how to do it basically just like um, make it like a rubbish top gear alright we'll do that and it's just like that's not why people watch YouTubers they watch that to get away from a rubbish top gear yeah it's a it's completely different audience yeah it's weird it's insane. But you never told me who he was by the way who Rufus Hound he's like a comedian oh yeah. Comedian turned actor. Yeah, he's very nice. Mm. Very, nice, man. He's very yeah. nice guy. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, well, that's what was great. Now we're on to what's irate, and the Batman vs Superman trailer. I wasn't that impressed with it. I really, really, really like the tease. Like we actually just did our looking forward to 2016 podcast the other day, uh, which you'll hear later on before the end of the year I think yeah. um, and you asked me Chris like what superhero movie was I most excited for and I said Batman vs Superman now I feel like I've seen it all that really felt more like a clip from the movie <laughs> rather than a trailer a that scene where they kind of met it just really dragged on it could have been cut up and made so much more oh, funky shut I up Rory like the editing like, what? like it should have been cut up like, it should have been he's, he's an editor I'm he an editor that's that. how I think <laughs> really do you dragged. disagree he yeah. thinks he thinks in terms of edits and that's when, fine in life. that's totally fine I don't think that that's why sometimes up. we're having a conversation in the kitchen and I'll be like 
we're going to cut here. Yeah. And I just walk, I just walk out. He's, ed- he's editing your, your words out right yeah. now. <laughs> no, was, you're muted. I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought that was one of the best bits of it. But yeah, you're right. Like, I, I'm, I'm not sure why that was in it. But there was like some really bad editing later on, though, where like they cut a lot of it to music. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of didn't like that. Um, I really like the teaser bit where you've seen like, you know, the desert scene, which like Krupa's adamant is a dream sequence. Um, for various reasons, I'm not sure if it is. I don't know, but don't that, know. that's that's the most intriguing part of all of that for me because it, just the other stuff and like introducing Doomsday so early, I just don't understand why they did that. I mean, like, we keep some stuff, man. Have we all seen enough of this film by now? Too like, much. I don't need to see anymore. Way, way, way too much. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm perfectly fine for them to put a pin in this yeah. until two weeks before the film's release. You know, unless they're smarter than us and there's a very good chance that they are. And actually, we think we've seen loads of it, but we haven't seen Well, we haven't seen Aquaman yet if he's in the film. Mm -hmm. And they've got to explain what those kind of, whatever, Kryptonian soldiers or whatever those is going on there yeah. we've got to find out about them but I, I can't think of too much more no. um, I'm just I've talk, spent all day talking about Superman yeah. but we do, we've done a whole superhero show on it that will be live on Saturday yeah. about why, why we think they've maybe shown too much or awesome. yeah. how much of their hand they've shown That'll be good. and speaking of that um, the thing that's upset me a bit this week is and we're <laughs> part of the problem here we do print every rumour that's going because people are interested we're interested Yeah. but I hate the fact that kind of spoilers seem to have become Scoops, yes, you know, and uh, it's something I don't write up. I know we do put them on the site from time to time, but I just I don't enjoy. I don't like knowing spoilers. I hate that I have to analyze trailers sometimes because I'd rather go in knowing as little as possible to a film. But it's happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. People are so desperate to find out who Peter Quill's dad is that there's so much speculation online, and then people are writing news stories that everyone are covering or saying they know who it is. And so, and James Gunn has been very good on Twitter. He's very good with people on Twitter. He, He does seem to answer a lot yeah. he engages um, and you know he's saying we're not going to tell you you know it's it, I know who it is he knew who it was he said before he wrote the first one mm-hmm. and you know you'll find out when you watch the film yeah um, but there was apparently a story this week saying who it was I haven't actually read the story so I'm not even going to say okay. um, but he just he did quite a long uh, Facebook post just to debunk it saying there wasn't a word of truth to it and, cool. and kind of make a statement about it um, he said from this moment on I'm going to stop commenting on any rumours surrounding Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 because eventually someone's going to come up with a spoiler that has some truth to it that said the rumours surrounding Quill's parentage at the present moment are completely false and aren't even close to the truth I don't know how people come up with this stuff but it certainly isn't through legitimate sources which I think I'm um, high five you know yeah, yeah cool. fair enough um, I think it was like called Heroic Hollywood I don't know who they are who, who, yeah. who said this stating it as fact but um, yeah good for you James you know keep as much as you can yeah. secret I always find that really strange when people are really into a film. So, like, for a sequel or something, they'll hunt to find out these secrets. Yeah. What are you going to get out of this? Yeah. Well done. You've found out something that would have been fun to enjoy. We do an element of it. And and, and I do think that that, that Hollywood is feeding the beast a little bit and that Mm. they do put clues in the trailers Mm. and things, you know, when we were analysing Spectre. It's part of the fun. Yeah. And, you know, people can choose to engage or not. But now it's just like, I always find it very hard to not stumble across if that story had been true, right, okay. to not see that somewhere on yeah. Twitter or Facebook or or a website, yeah. and it was it was annoying me because I don't want to know. I want yeah. I want to be surprised or sit down and in the dark and find out. Yeah. Absolutely, it's interesting what he says there about like um, at some point he's going to uh, he's going to stumble across something that's an element of truth there. Because yeah, because you not when you're denying yeah. things. Yeah, you don't want to have to deny stuff. Like it yeah. was a shame that. Oh, I was going to spoil a film there. Ah. Carry on. <laughs> um, because I was up this morning with uh, the U- US sort of people when Jimmy Kimmel was on. Yeah. And when Doomsday got introduced, there was some guy who writes for one of these like big scoop sites in LA. And uh, he was just like, see, I called it. And he's making this huge song and dance about the fact that he'd sort of guessed that Doomsday was going to, like he was the one that everyone had laughed at saying that he's going to Doomsday. And then, like he was just making this huge song and dance about it. And I kind of like, I just sort of scroll through his site just to see where it was and he just writes up any old shit right. like and it's just like it's one of those things like yeah if you throw enough shit some will stick like, yeah but he was claiming like oh yeah I, I, you know I came up with this like I knew it was going to be doomsday I was just like you've just Yes, that it's is speculation. Right. I'm like, pretty sure we discussed on the Super Show a long time ago about yeah. the fact that there there would be another villain and who yeah. could it be and potentially yeah, yeah, Doomsday. Yeah. It's just it's common sense, isn't it? But yeah. equally, I would rather have not had it confirmed until yes, I watched the movie. Yeah, that would have been yeah. fun for that to be a big mm-hmm. surprise. Yeah. 
Well, hey that's ho. what we're right about this week anyway. But let's move on. Some feedback then. Sure, I'm going to start. Um, oh so you guys, while I've not been on the podcast, seem to have been annoying people. Oh, yeah. Uh, who spoke about Jessica Jones on the podcast last week, maybe? Me. Mm. Uh, it's from Alan Scobie who says um, this is the first time I felt the need to send in some feedback and afraid to say I was a bit disappointed with your discussion of Jessica Jones uh, I recognize- is it because we don't have the same opinions as him let me finish <laughs> Sorry. I recognise that you applaud aspects of the show and it's first but considering all of that some of you spent um, most of the time focused on David Tennant's character and none at all talking about the show's protagonists or other female characters uh, is that true? Did you mainly talk about the men and not the women? Don't know. I think we talked about it quite. Alan thinks you did. Also, you talked about their relationship as being abusive without feeling the need to say that the character was a rapist. He's the ultimate male domination fantasy, all too often found in cult fandom, and the show never once glorifies him or attempts to give him a sympathetic edge. I think overall commentary was fine, but that's even. That's kind of what we talked about. That we, that, that's what the main point that we were making, I think. He says, I think overall commentary was fine, but even more glaring when discussion is an all male team. Now, I'd actually disagree with this because I think there are points in the show where they, try, they do try to make him sympathetic. You think, yeah. Yeah. I, have, I, do. I, even, I didn't get any further with her. Uh, so, yeah, when, when she decides to maybe help him go good, okay. just she sees no way of stopping him unless she tries to, like, be right. with him, and it, it doesn't work. But I, I, I didn't really think that it was trying to make... I have read people, though, reading it as, as you, saw, you yeah. know, you saw a sympathetic side to him, even. Yeah. But it's interesting, I mean... Yeah, I mean, if we did focus on it, I, I honestly think... I mean, I'm not, as you can tell from the conversation that we had last week, I'm not a fan of the show. I'm not yeah. a fan of her. Um, I find, like, the conversation between her and her best friend just really, really hard to watch. <laughs> I just think like, they just don't talk like gen- like real people. Yeah. Um, but I also, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not a massive fan of uh, Ritter anyway. And I just kind of, I hate that kind of, like, Prime Suspect did an amazing job of it, of making, like, you know, a really hard-ass sort of character. And I, I don't think this is a very good one. I don't think it's very good at all. And Kilgrave was quite an interesting character to talk about. I think that's it. Like, I haven't actually watched the show, even though I've done a lot of the, the work that we've done for the site. Um, but every conversation I seem to have with people, it's, it's they think the show's pretty good, you know, but everyone really loves Kilgrave. Like, like everyone's talking about... Like I mean, love's a strong word for a rapist. Well, not loves, but interesting character. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, th- I think... Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, the other one is, is more pressing, though, Gav. And I think you know what's coming, don't oh, you? fucking hell. Uh, just want to flag up Gav's comments about Robert Webb. Oh. <laughs> he, Here we go. He made some abusive remarks about the man and stated that he was a swear word deleted uh, posh Tory based on his tweets yes until recently Robert was a long-standing Labour Party member yeah. and activist he backed Yvette Cooper for leader and has been hypercritical of Jeremy Corbyn he has had non-stop abuse on Twitter for his willingness to engage in debate the toxicity of that debate pushed him to resign from Labour even with that recent resignation he's clearly not a Tory yes but he is successful enough to probably not mind being called names or posh yeah so basically <laughs> I knew that he was a staunch follower of party but I just got it wrong um, but ah. I stand by my thing. He is a twat. If you look at uh, look at his tirade against uh, Corbyn the other week and why he's decided to leave Labour, um, he's an awful person. Okay, yeah. We don't need to call people names. Though. Sorry, no. Yeah. Uh, Rory, I think you might have a good bit of feedback next. Yeah, this is a great one from James saying, <laughs> "Duck Hunt." In the wake of Gav's comments about Robert Webb being a Tory on last week's podcast, oh, I follow no. him on Twitter as well, and he's actually a member of the Labour, not the Conservatives, <laughs> and uses Twitter as a political tool for Labour. How many Fair enough to I call got? him a twat, but Tory is a bit harsh. Right. I think that's quite funny. That I thought I was going to say, yeah. Yes, I got, I've got, I got it wrong. I'm a big enough man to admit that I did. We're moving on, though. We're moving, moving on. on. I bet there's more. No, there isn't. There isn't. That's <laughs> for that David Mitchell, though. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody t- <laughs> So Tony Shang from New Zealand, awesome, says, It's sad to hear that Luke is leaving IGN, as that has put a lid on my idea for the name of your podcast. Have Luke and Rory be the regulars on the podcast, well, that's not a good idea, with Alex <laughs> slash Chris slash Dan slash Gav as rotating hosts. The name of the podcast, The Babysitter's Club. I mean, it's a good thing, but I think our listenership would plummet if it was just Luke. It's a clever name for an unideal scenario. I think, I think that no one's clicking on the Babysitter's Club uh, <laughs> apart from like tweens or something. Yeah, no one probably would want to listen to that. It would be a very specific yeah. audience. But also, yeah. I don't think you know uh, how miserable that 
used to make me when I had to do podcasts where it was the two children together. That was that was we, early days. We talked about this, haven't early we? That somehow days. it always seemed to be me that was left with you two <laughs> it kids. Was, it was loads of times as well. People really I think enjoyed, it, was twice, really but it, enjoyed it though. No, I, think it I don't was, think they you're do. You're not liking it. Uh, I got an email from Rob. Uh, so who was talking about how great Captain America 2 was? Uh, all of us. Okay. Um, Krupa loves it. And you. So, uh, I think it's sure all right. Rob, Rob says, my only problem with Cap 2 was the revelation of Bucky. Uh, when there was the dramatic music in close-up and he finally took off the mask, I had no idea who he was until Cap said Bucky. <laughs> uh, he could have been unmasked from the beginning of the film and I wouldn't have recognised him up until that point. People are expected to have photographic memories or to watch movies several times to commit every character to memory, just in case they reappear later on. This uh. is getting increasingly difficult with so many movies to watch and games to play these days. And then he says he's not as dumb as he sounds. But um, I'll be honest... I- I um I guess I knew going in, but I did think he did look quite a lot different. Uh, well, to the point that I wouldn't. I don't <laughs> thought. Yeah, I can kind of see that. But Bucky is su- he's such a big part of the first one. Yeah. yeah, he's also established in a flashback scene at the start of the sure. second film when he's in the museum. He's right there, and he says the line. Rob, says, you've opened yourself up to all kinds of criticism here. <laughs> like, but Rory's remembered something, so like <laughs> that's how bad it is. Alone, yeah. Thank you for the email, though, Rob. He says he loves the podcast. Amazing. Um, this is from Harry Green. Harry Green just says, "Damn, if I'd known you'd read my email on the show, I would have said something interesting." Hope there's no hard feelings, Rory. Oh, is this the guy who said, "Have you ever been to a pub?" Yes, I think so. I think it was. Um, so that's it, really. Oh, no nice. hard feelings. No, no hard, hard feelings, feelings Harry. Okay. We're getting to the end of the podcast, then. I think we are. Yeah. yeah. So finally, this is really cool. Pro- maybe one of the best bits of feedback we've ever been sent. I'm so I think so. Yeah, now. definitely. Um, I haven't. So basically, to set it up, I mean, Chris wrote. <laughs> it was quite funny. What you just did it. You just wrote a, a, a theme song for Spectre. Yeah, I thought before they do they do the big reveal of the song. This was like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. six months ago, eight months ago. I thought I'd write my own Bond song and get someone to record it. And and Tal and Naomi in the states they kind of jam sometimes. Yeah. I think Tal's got banned. So I thought, well, I'll write it and get them to record it. Or I was even like trying to get Matt Berry to do it. Yeah. Um, There's a few people I, I was trying to, and then it just kind of fizzled out. But I did. I rewrote the lyrics. To to Reflector by Arcade Fire and I wrote a song called Forgot About Spectre and then nothing really happened I, t- I forgot about it and then the film came out I was like oh so I thought I'd just stick it out there on Twitter and yeah. see if anyone was interested in recording it and lo and behold Ross Miller uh, from the Outer Lives podcast got a guy called Oliver Thompson Smith um, to record the song do you know what like I've been sent things before in other podcasts songs and things like that and a lot of the time when you get sent something, it's not very good. This is really, really good. The guitar playing is pretty impressive. I think it's awesome. Because I genuinely thought they would sing over the top of a backing track. Yeah, like a mid-track. It's, it's on YouTube, yeah. the backing track, because I tried yeah. it myself. I can't sing, unfortunately, but just mm. to see if it's scanned. But yeah, he's like guitared it and sung it. He's done something with it, I yeah. mean, what was the best bit, do you think? The lyrics or the... Well, I think the marriage of both, okay. to be honest, I think. <laughs> you know, it's obviously, he's, he's had good lyrics to work from. And that's probably spurred him Building on. blocks and to create... You know, he's done his best work. I mean, I will there. say, there's no female voice on it. They said they'd offer to re-record it with a film. Does it, it's supposed to be man and woman singing. Right, but um, okay. but we can make this a weekly thing. So, you yeah. know, we're going to play the song now. Yeah. Uh, have a listen. Let us know what you think. But if you want to re-record it, I can send you the lyrics yeah. out there. We could, we could have maybe... We could p- put together a whole album of Forgot About Spectre. Well, let's put your tweet with the um, with the lyrics in this news story for this. Yeah. So if people want to find that, they can. But yeah, like, please keep sending in those songs if they're as good as Oliver's. But don't let them put you off. Even if they're rubbish, still send them in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is Oliver Thompson Smith's Forgot About Spectre. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye. in a mountain surrounded by snow alone in a mountain with nowhere else to go I met hands hands and friends in my Austrian face now he's an agent with a license to kill an MI6 agent with a license to thrill 007 kissing all the girls but I don't have a soul no 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 I thought 
Nur stopped quantum Forgot about Spectre I thought I'd stop the spread of quantum But there was Spectre Emma's a friend She had to ascend We were at Skyfall When she reached the end We were a team We'd plot and we'd scheme And now it just seems like some bad dream Now he's alone Nowhere to go Shaken stood Out there on his own 007 Shacking all the girls But I don't have a soul No, no I thought I'd put a stop to quantum Forgot about Spectre I thought I'd start the spread of quantum But there was Spectre Forgot about Spectre I thought but stopped quantum Forgot about Spectre I thought I stopped the spread of quantum But there was Spectre Forgot about Spectre I thought This is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.